0: Hello and welcome to In The Pocket, the bass guitar podcast where we get the lowdown on the low end. My name's Johnny, a totally average bass player and each week I'm joined by a different co-host to talk all about that bass. So this week I am very lucky to be joined by incredibly talented theatre and session bassists, double bassist, synth bassist, anything with the word bass in it, bassist. Mealy Trail. Hello. How the flip are you? I'm going to say flip because you know we're, we're going to set the standards. Okay uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all good thank you very much. How are you?
0: Amazing yeah not too bad thank you not too bad all the better for being here now. So <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get you on the podcast because we've not had uh, someone with your kind of background before of performing because for those that don't know Billy really, you're, you're mainly working in the theatre industry, right?
1: Yeah, so my main thing, my main squeeze, as you say, the thing that I love to do is theatre um, and like pit band stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, like I'm, I'm a reader, I, I read music. That's my main thing. But saying that, I absolutely love doing pop work and working with artists and bands just as much. It just seems to be the phone rings more with theatre stuff. So that's mm. kind of where I found myself.
0: Absolutely. That's where the, the the nine to five is, or, or probably very much not nine to five. It's not nine to probably, five. <laughs> probably five. It's probably five to nine,
1: the other
0: way around. Yeah, five to 11. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But, you know, all, all worth it. And it's all good fun. So you've been, you know, professional with it now for this is your first year, we were saying before we hit that record button. So, congratulations, yeah, so- that's amazing.
1: It's been good. I didn't expect to be fully professional within a year. I expected to still be, you know, working at a coffee shop or still working at a pub.
2: Or <laughs> making
1: lanyards was my side job when I first finished uni. No. Um, but no, wow. I managed to actually get rid of that pretty quickly and go on tour with Calabro. It was my first like big job, as you'd say, where it was like full time. And then I started bringing It On two weeks later um, in London, a musical theatre show. So that kind of set me up quite nicely for when. They finished. I could then freelance and job around and be able to afford to do that without having to go back to making lanyards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're, so you're going on tour and be like, here's a lanyard. Here's a lanyard. Here's our tour <laughs> lanyard, everybody.
1: Well, the top lanyards that did arrive, I had, the company I worked for had actually made, which was quite funny. They arrived and I went, I know who made that.
0: we <laughs> are like, oh, this is the uh, premium quality one, this one, they're treating us. They've spent a lot of money on these ones. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Cool. So every uh, time we get a co-host on here, we like to ask three simple questions. Uh, quick fire. I say quick fire, They're not normally quickfire, but be as quick or as long as you want, please. Okay. Um so The first one is just so people can get to know you a bit better. Um, is the th- what three words would you use to describe your bass play?
1: Oh, um, average. No, oh, oh God, come on. on,
0: that's that's my line. <laughs>
1: uh, musical theater nerd. There you go, three oh, words. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice.
0: absolutely. So, what you know. In terms of bass, what do you think makes the baselines of musical theatre stand out compared to like uh, to other genres or like pop, what you are used to do?
1: Well, I think with theatre is it's every genre, and that's what makes it interesting because people always go, "Oh, but you're doing the same show every night," and I'm like, "If you're on tour with Dua Lipa, you're doing the same show every yeah, isn't night."
0: Every band doing that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Is there's no difference just because I'm sat in a pit reading music and?" you know you have one like big swing number and you're on upright bass doing loads of pit stuff and then there's the classical ballad and you've got your bow out and you're doing like orchestral arco and then suddenly there's a really funky tune and you're suddenly like you know bass guitar having a blast of a the time then you can get a synth bass out and start playing that and then you've got the fretless out like that can be all in one show yeah. and before like that is so rewarding when you can just do all of it in one go because you don't necessarily have that on a pop gig you could you know, bit of bass guitar, bit of synth bass. And like that, that's the job. And you're doing the same set every night. And this Absolutely. is like, then you've got Motown song and then you've got this and then you've got that. And it's just, it's brilliant. It's, I love it, but some people hate it you can have the cheesy, happy, clappy songs, but I think they're great. You can really but play with fun, them, aren't
0: they? You know, and that's really yeah. those kind of <laughs> songs where the bass is just so essential. I mean, it's essential oh. in every song, but, but that's what everyone's moving and dancing to on yeah. stage. You know, those it's
1: moments we're so reliant on you, and you, you you kind of forget. Like you're in like what you would call a vamp, so it's where you're repeating two bars, um, or three, or one bar, heart, like repeating a motif, and the conductor is holding you on this, and you're repeating, repeating, and they're chatting up there. Or, or, like, up on the stairs, up there. It's like if you're in a pit, they're above you. Yeah. And then they will signal you out, and the actors are relying on you to carry on. Like, they're mm. chatting, 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 chatting. And then you get signaled out, and then you start the next section of the song. They start singing. If you don't start, they're, they're going to look a little bit silly. Like, you've got to be on it. And
0: yeah, there's a whole so actually, you know, if anything, every every show isn't necessarily the same because if someone fluffs up a line or there's a bit of an improv there's always in different. there, you might have to you might have to keep going or do something a different lead into it or different. Um, yeah, exactly. Arts, it but... so
1: depends on the show because some shows very much are on the dots and it's like you play exactly what's written because everything is so written so specifically and so amazingly. And then sometimes there's loads of slashes. And so every night you can just play with these different slashes and go, oh, I'm going to try this pentatonic today. Oh, maybe yeah. I'm going to try this today and ha- like jam out and have fun. And like you do a good fill and the drummer's like, oh, I love that one. And you have a <laughs> relationship with the whole band.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. I imagine, you know, you're not, although on tour you're with the same band, it's kind of you're on different tours, you'll be be different musicians. So you're kind of learning and picking up from everyone
1: At the moment, I mean, I've played with so many different people in the past two months since my tour got cancelled because I'm just going into other shows and just doing a few days and then going off because the bassist was taking a holiday. And then you're meeting and playing with all these different people and creating this like huge network. Um, which is amazing. Yeah,
0: I love it. well what a way to like kick start your, you know, your career and it? it's it's incredible to see. Um,
1: Thank so you.
0: The next question um is now I you know I'm very jealous of your your suites of low end machines that you've got there. <laughs> your um it's just very nice bases, everyone. Um but yeah. which one? Uh, I think I might know the answer, but which one would you say is your number one base?
1: oh uh, so my number one favorite in general is my five string 1989 stingray 100% because I've always loved stingrays and I'm not saying that because I'm endorsed I always loved stingrays before I got endorsed by well, them I mean
0: that's that's um, why you, that's why, why they you became know, endorsed you know <laughs>
1: they approached me because they saw that literally every single Instagram video was either me on my four string stingray or my five string stingray um for musical theater work my absolute baby is my custom overwater it does the job it sounds amazing it's i like it's beautiful there's handmade made to order i spec everything like oh, like hours in with the guys to like make it for me and what i want in the instrument so for work over water for just general i love this instrument my five string stingray a hundred percent
0: oh incredible I'm so, I'm so jealous of both of those. The stingray in particular was the one, the first one that I saw that was like, mm. oh my god. And I'm primarily a four string guy. Um, yeah, I kind of swap out five strings now and then. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to need a five string stingray now.
1: <laughs> I've <laughs> got my four strings also. Like, I love it. I got that new in like 2016. I like worked that. You know, after GCSEs, I went that whole summer in a coffee shop for like four pounds an hour or something ridiculous. And, like, literally just, like, worked so hard and earned the money and went and bought it, like, brand new at the shop mm. on GCSE Results Day. I remember it. Wow. Because like... all I had was, like, a Fender modern jazz player that I'd played since the start. So this was, like, my yeah. first big, in, like, and it cost me a fortune. And it, that's, like, my baby. I love it. But I ha- I never really have used to four strings. I always want that fifth string. So yeah, I love well, it. It's, Brilliant it's always, bass. Well, it's
0: but... happy, isn't it? to fill mm. out that low and even more when you need to. And uh, yeah, five yeah. string can, can be played totally different to a four I find, or the way that your hand extends or where it's going to go. Yeah. Visions you know, are totally different. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, incredible. Well, I'm going to you know leave this podcast being very, I've, I think deflated because I'll be very jealous, but no, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had one, thing. I had one, but um, I stupidly sold it um, to get my GNL, and um, which mm. will be up for sale soon so i'm getting to get another stingray but let's talk more about stingrays later because i got a lot to say
1: yes Ooh! i yeah, there's a lot of new stingray stuff coming out um,
0: mm, spoil spoilers everybody <laughs> um so the last question and uh is very simply what why the base why
1: did you pick up the base for the first time so when I was four or five, my next door neighbor played guitar and I just went to my mom and I was like, I want to be cool like that, I want to play guitar. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, like, if you want to like, let's, let's get you playing a musical instrument because I was from a very musical background. My grandfather did a lot in the classical music in London with the LSO and stuff. So they wanted me to learn, but they didn't want me to like push me in any way. So when it came from me, they were like, yeah, great, play guitar. So I started on classical guitar age five had lessons right up until I was 18. But when I went to secondary school, age 11, I was like, "Mm, classical music's a bit boring. I want to play electric guitar. And the head of music was like, we don't have a single bassist. And I was like, okay. And then I literally, we were like, okay, cool. Went and bought that little uh, Squire Bronco bass because I was yeah. so small. I was like just <laughs> tiny. And it looks huge even then. And it's like a three-quarter size or smaller, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I played that at 11. And then I, yeah, that was it. I didn't really, I carried on with guitar until I got to my grade eight. But as soon as I'd passed my grade eight, I was like, cool, we're done. That's I'm just done. there and exists. But yeah, no, it's always been, since when I started bass, I was like, this is, this is it. That's what I want to do
0: yeah um, i think
1: that... and then i specialized in it
0: incredible well that's it, it's a similar story with a lot of people i think when you get to secondary school and then mm. you meet all these other guitarists or something and then they need somebody to, to to do it but people are like oh yeah i'll I'll just do the bass i guess but actually i think mm. it's, a ble- it's a blessing that thing it's, it's a blessing if, um... and you
1: don't realize at the time like i was at an all-girls school so it was even more rare to have musicians full stop and oh. the head of music is one of my best friend's dad so I was still in contact with him and I do owe him a lot because if he wouldn't have said that I probably would have just played electric guitar and maybe I would have been a bit like "Mm," and you know not carried on but the encouragement from that school and they did like band workshops and all this stuff it's just amazing it was like absolutely perfect for me um and so yeah that that was like the the changing moment or defining moment was when I started secondary school but I had a head start because I could read music, because I could play guitar. Sure. I was just like, it was like, and go.
0: Yeah, and you I had started. the fundamentals down already. Yeah. how everything worked. And, you know, probably... I wasn't going,
1: oh, what's this? What's an E string? It was like, okay, I'm missing two strings. And it's about groove now. What's groove? it
0: was yeah. more that <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's so interesting like when people are like but there's two less strengths i'm sure that's just an easier thing you're like no it's it's totally different the way that you're about note it. placement oh god yeah the note yeah. placement
1: is still the bane of my life so <laughs> it's <laughs> the bane of my life years later like because <laughs> i'm
0: like struggling struggling to even keep up and, and play right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing cool thank you so much it's really interesting to hear you know how you got into it and now moving into your professional career 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 as well (laughs) amazing let's move on to our first question so our first question oh by the way questions at johnny dibble on instagram that's where i put my poll that is where you can get involved and submit your questions for this very podcast The first one comes from Louis Valencourt, who has asked, uh, what is better to buy long-term, combo or head and cap? Now, I thought this was an interesting question. And really, I think the answer is very much, it depends. Um, It depends on your situation and also the kind of gigs that you are going to. Um, Now, really, we'll talk a lot more about, bases later on but what, what's your amp set up at the minute what's i don't situation? use an amp They're, i oh, use oh, digital, digital
1: because it's theaters yeah. di's so uh, actually for me they say that i go mm, amp hx oh yeah.
0: Uh, yeah what is like, that oh yeah
1: you get an hx like th- that has been the biggest game changer for me as an hx i've got i mean i amp wise i'm that's the one thing i'm not a nerd about is amps i do a mm. bit like and the I've had the same amp since I was about fifteen. It's a TC electronic combo. It's got a DI out. It has done me so well, so I don't feel the need to get another one. I'd yeah. like to get a head and cab, like a one by ten, an agula or something, just to have to have a nice, really nice amp. But for me, I don't know with theater when I'd use it.
0: Yeah. But you don't want that loud stage noise, yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, no, it's all, like, through a volume pedal. Literally, it's tuning pedal, HX, and anything that I'm running through the HX that I do on the computer, volume pedal, out. And that does me so well. So, I mean, I'd say buy a head and a cab, a small one, Mm. if I was going to do it.
0: I'm a head and a cab guy, um, but I'm playing, like, originals bands in dirty venues, um mm. With like a three-band bill, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, it, so you need the oomph <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you need that oomph Um, you need to not always rely on the PA as well, because sometimes mm. you'll turn up to an absolute dive. That what's a di, you know? And they're like, oh, for goodness' sake, here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got to have that backline ready just mm. in case. Um, and yeah. you know, a could do that, but if you know, for me, if I'm going out on tour with my band or something. Or any band, and we're using someone else's back line, then I need to be able to have a head that I can quickly put on stage, plug it into the cab, you know, that I'm borrowing mm. someone else's cab or their supply and, and run mm. through that. Um, yeah. Whereas if I'm, if I'm taking a combo, I'm going to have to let other bands use this combo. They're going to mm. maybe dial different settings, you know, it's not ideal. So I think it really depends on what your situation be. I what think it does
1: completely. Equipment
0: going to be if i if i was just in say i'm in a a wedding band or a functions band i think i think i'd get a combo just because Mm. it's just all in one then there's one thing and maybe like a 210 or something um yeah and di where i can maybe um and i've got an hx stomp as well you know so i can Mm. use that where i I need to um and then just have that volume behind me a little bit maybe but yeah i kind of feel like it depends and think about your situation also your yeah. transport situation because not everyone can fit like can't fit a ampeg svt 810 in the back of your car all the time, well that's so. the thing isn't
1: it it's like you've got to think about what well, can you fit in the car and for me if i'm doing a full rig in terms of double bass as well i've mm. got to get that double bass in the car let alone an amp and a head so that's <laughs> where my little pedal board with just the tuner and the hx and the volume pedal off the side it's brilliant because it's just one tiny pedal train hard case, doink, in the car. That's yeah. my electronic setup. Yeah, done. literally done. Yeah, yeah. tick. That's <laughs>
0: why well, I, well, I love the idea of having everything all in one. Like I was going to go down the rack mount route at one point or I was going to get like a tiny head that can go on my pedal board or just a power mm. amp to power a cab from the HX Stomp, you know, and all, all this type of thing. Um, Because I love the idea of just being able to have your base and one thing that you need to take with you. And, and what really I used like, to do
1: that I love and I still use for any pop stuff I do is my Sans Amp. Mm-hmm. It's my favourite. That and the Stingray, I think, is a great Oh, my God. Pair.
0: the combination. Um, yeah. I always go back to a Sans Amp. Um, mm. I've had several now uh, because I get it. And it's, you know, obviously the one of the best pedals ever. Um, yeah. So classic. So, like clean and just punchy and it does
2: oh, this high high it. mid
0: scoop that it does which like you say fits a stingray it's perfectly. Just...
2: <laughs> um,
0: and for me being like a rock guy with a pick it's synonymous with that sound yeah with, with like the ampeg tone as well the svt mm. you know oh insane anyway oh, oh i'm getting all hot and flustered um <laughs> about sand amps um so then but then i go i get a bit bored i get for basis fatigue as i call it um yeah, and then i yeah. go and buy like a dark glass and then i'll sell the sands out and then i'll be like oh no now i want another one and I'll, I'll always keep doing that so i don't I've have always one wanted the, a dark
1: it. glass actually that's one thing oh. i haven't had ah, yeah yeah
0: um, they're good. It depends what you're looking for, I think, because they've mm. got, you know, such a big range. But Yeah, when yeah. I was in a
1: rock band, that's all I wanted. I was in a rock band at college and I was using my sands and my P bass and I put like a yeah. really good pick I, Seymour Duncan's in them. I was like oh, with a yeah. pick. I was loving life. And I was like, Oh, I really want dark glass distortion, but they're like so expensive when you're working at a pub for like five pounds an hour. Like yeah. how many hours it would take you to earn it. it? just I couldn't, I couldn't I couldn't afford one pedal for that price. And I had sands amps, so I just went with it.
0: Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Well, you've kind of got one now, haven't you, in the, in the HX Stomp? Oh, you've yeah, got... exactly.
1: I can <laughs> fiddle for days with that. That is, is a bit of a minefield, that HX Stomp, and you can almost go too far. So I actually go very simple with Good my overwater because I spent so much money on the electronics. It's got the Johnny's Uni Pre in, built into the base, and you can, mm-hmm. go goes really nerdy, but you can take the back plate off the base, and you can select the frequencies you're boosting and cutting on um. the front from the back with these little wheels, so I just run a compressor. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's bring it. I think for Bring It On, I had I clicked a uh, EQ for the slap bass song just to make it sparkle and to boost it volume wise because they wanted more volume for that one to stick out. Um, but other than that, just compressor. Not even an EQ. Only EQ for the slap song. I did it all on the actual instrument. I thought, why yeah, not? That...
0: I think you can sometimes go overboard with preamps. Yeah. Um, I did a video on like the top five pedals you need on your pedal board. Um, mm. And, you know, one of those was, a, I was just going off my own, what I like. <laughs> and one mm. of those was a preamp. And I was talking about Sansamp, And I replied to a comment yesterday on that video. And somebody was saying like, well, I've got uh, my Sire's active. So do I need a preamp? And I was like, mm, not, not really, because sometimes you yeah. can... You can muddy that tone so much that it's losing that crispness a bit. So yeah, exactly. I didn't want to lose EQ.
1: all the nice stuff that I've kind of, you know, specs to put in it. Yeah. I didn't want to just like suckle the life out of it and then put life back in. I thought, you know yeah. what, I want it I want it to sound like the overwater. So I'm just gonna compress it. That's it. Yeah. And it did right. me loads of favours. People loved it. So I was like, right, cool. That's that's what I'm gonna do from now on, just compression. Yeah. <laughs> like it works. Sometimes when
0: you've got all these options as well, you start going into like, oh, well, this isn't right. So this must I must have to twiddle this treble knob. Oh no, now I can twiddle this yeah. on the base, you know. If you've got option overload, it can be limiting sometimes, mm. ironically. Yeah. That's how I always find anyway. Cool. Well, a huge tangent on that question. So who knows yeah. if we answered it. Who knows, but, you know.
1: We said it depends on the situation. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just
0: answer that the same answers for every question. It depends, (laughs) mate. It's fine. And then just go off and talk about whatever we want to. (laughs) Amazing. Cool. Let's move on to our next segment. So our next segment is the news if i had some paper around here i'd give it a good rustle, like a, a proper news anchor um,
1: oh, I got, uh, I got. oh i've got some paper here we go oh, you here we go. Da, 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 da. There you go tonight
0: <laughs> on in the, in the pocket news um <laughs> so it is a huge week for news there's so much that's come out um so i feel like we could spend a long time talking about this so i'm going to try and s- we'll try and speed through it then we've okay. got a lot to get through um so first up Fender Big release. The Meteora in the Player Plus range they have released. So if you haven't seen the Meteora before, a couple of years ago, might be in like 2020, they dropped the Meteora guitar. It's an, based on an old shape, I think. And it's... Go and have a look. It's ha- really hard to describe. It's almost like an offset Jaguar, but with more pointed edges that's been like skewed a bit more. It, they've got it now in some of the new like fade finishes that they've got Ooh, on, the, nice. on the player plus range. So like the, the blue to the white or the, I think they've got the red one as well. They're like red to yellow. That looks like a flame. They've got it in. I think it's a blue and orange. And uh my favorite is probably the silver burst. And I used to hate Ooh. silver burst, but that, that thing looks good with a maple yeah, neck on it. We like that silver
1: burst. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I've, I feel like I've matured now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah these are really cool uh of course they are like in the thousand pound range because they are uh in the player plus which mm. arrived earlier in or late 2021 so a bit out of some people's price ranges but it's a really cool novelty thing that i don't think will be around forever these ones depending on how mm. they sell but i think if you if you dig these and you think I'm going to get this and I want to keep it for a long time. I would try and snap one up because I don't see them being in production for too long.
1: Yeah. I like in of... 50 years when you retire and you think, Oh, I need a bit more money. Oh, I'll sell that base. Oh, and, yeah. do that. and then bingo. It exactly 20 year olds are like where are these bases i want one exactly (laughs)
0: they'll be like the gibson ripper of today i'm like oh my god Like the holy grail oh my god let's get one of these you know (laughs) i I think they really will be worth quite a lot of money um even though they're not like the highest ultra fender range you know i think that's
1: what i'm relying on with my four-string stingray i've had it from new and i've kept it really nice and i'm thinking Mm. well it's 2016 let's think in 50 years it's going to be a 50 year old really nice well-kept stingray yeah, absolutely. So. It'll be <laughs>
0: how weird is that? That then it'll be considered vintage. That's when. Yeah. That's when we'll start feeling old. Is when. Yes. Our that instruments be really... considered vintage. We're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I am vintage. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. they they're like it's hum. They're Fender style humbuckers, so they're like two. Mm. Like it looks like two jazz single coils put together. I had to that pickup. on a
1: modern jazz player, and I loved yes. it. I'm gutted. Ah. I sold that bass. I'm gutted. I sold it in lockdown. Don't know why I did. Oh, Stupid. Really?
0: I was going to say that <laughs> there is the, the only other bass I've seen that on is those modern players. Yeah, um, and they're made in China. I think those ones.
1: Oh, I, Ch- I was either China, China. I cannot remember, but it was my first full size bass after my Bronco bass, and I had it for ages. And then I got the Stingray and kind of just left it in the mm. corner. And then in lockdown, I was like, mm, need a bit of money sold it and I wondered why it sold so quickly Mm. and then like a couple of months later I was like hang on a minute shit (laughs) why did I do that that guy literally was celebrating when he got to my house to pick it up damn it (laughs) I want it back
0: (laughs) honestly honestly that is the bane of my life since starting up Mm. YouTube stuff I have to buy and sell so much to like keep it sustainable and so that it means that I end up although I get to play a lot of new bases which is really cool um, I also have to sell a lot to mm. fund more. So at the minute, I've got two jazz bases up here, and I'm like, I don't need two jazz bases. I I need to make room, but I can't bring yeah. myself to sell them. So it's yeah, yeah it's getting to that stage now where I'm outgrowing it. Um, anyway, Meteor we pretty cool. We
2: digress. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: pretty cool uh go and check it out it the news of that drops like the day like the day after recording the last podcast really annoying so um (laughs) yeah old news now so we'll move on to what i think is probably the biggest news or people i know people listening to this will, will be big into is sterling by music man they have released a whole new range of bases well i say that pretty sure they're the same bases, but just with new finishes which is fine uh, by uh, me if it ain't yeah. broke you know if you ain't um, broke
1: don't, don't try anything but you know what i've got a sterling what did i have i had a sterling five string it was my first five string bass and i made it fretless in lockdown just for a bit of fun because i was like i can't i couldn't sell it so i was like oh, i should make it fretless i love it
0: yeah those things they're are brilliant great. for the
1: price. Like, cause you think how much you pay for a music man stingray. They are extortionately oh, expensive absolutely. in the I mean, they're amazing, but they are expensive and you get the same base with a different label on it. I think.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like it, that whole country manufacturer argument, you know, it's, mm. you, you're paying, you're paying a lot for a name at the end of the day and, and for mm. where it's made in the world. Um, mm. And you know the price of that labor, um, but
1: I think the difference is the electronics.
0: Yes, and I think Music Man is a good example because the further up you go, you, mm. the, the electronics do get significantly better. I think yeah. so. Like in that sub series, um, I found that the electronics were were good, but then you get you start to just get even more low end and clarity mm. as you start going up. You start um, climbing
1: the ranks, yeah, exactly. It's like yes, that so- new frellis of mine is. A new, I think actually it's the next bit. So,
0: well our... oh, yeah, I I knew I was like this would be a good week to have you on. Now this is because <laughs> I got no words to, to say.
1: say. <laughs> I have, I have. It's actually the old range that I've got, the one before. But I mean, it's basically just the same base, different That's... um finishes. We'll it's come
0: worthless. to it. It's worthless now. <laughs> that thing. <Bloody> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Sterling. I had the Ray Twenty Four CA. Um, which mm, was great, right. a, but, but the, not quite the Ray 34 series, which is what they've br- brought out now. We haven't even talked about what they brought out now. We're really good yeah. at this. <laughs> um, So let's let's go over it. They've brought out the new, uh, the Ray 34. So this is their like higher end models. Um, mm. Over a thousand pounds these are. So you're kind of creeping up towards full music man price range. Mm. Uh, even though I think that's jumped up as well. But Mm. these are all Indonesian made. They brought out new finishes in the just the standard H1 and the HH configuration, so the dual humbuckers. And oh my god, these finishes—they're all, or most of them are sparkle finishes, which now I'm obsessed with.
1: I Um, need a sparkly base. I haven't got one. Yeah,
0: there's a purple one with all black hardware, Uh, all roasted maple necks as well on these, of course, because that's that's the end thing. and I'm I'm here for it. Uh, We've got a, like a turquoise sparkle and a blue sparkle. And I think there's some more in there that, uh, that they've mentioned, but haven't put up on their website yet. It's really annoying because they've released some videos and give us like a little, um, no sprinkle. Exactly. (laughs) Sprinkle finishes. They are not sparkles, sprinkles. Um, (laughs) they've, They've sprinkled them out a little bit, teasing us, uh, with these new finishes. And, Every time you click the link in like the bio to go and look at them in more like better pictures, you click it, it goes to the website and then it quickly redirects you to the home page. So and they're not so they're hidden pages, but they exist. Mm. And it's so annoying because I'm like, oh, it's working today. Ah oh, no, I can't no. redirects you back. So I'm I'm fuming at the minute. I'm yeah, I, I've got big time gas for these and I'm, I'm hoping to to pick one up because i've got a big stingray hole in you my have. life right now so got enough jazz bases but not enough uh i haven't got enough, enough jazz
1: bases i'm the opposite i need a few more fenders but well,
0: one i say we do a swap there you go yeah. we're both happy all done <laughs> <laughs> um so and the one that i i you know i i would, would love to swap which would never happen in a million years, is. Uh, your Ernie Ball is it the family Reserve fretless that you've got
1: yeah so that the story behind that is I was just coming out of the bring it on contracts and I thought mm, I kind of need a fretless for musical theatre and I was like I don't want to get a custom build over water because they're so expensive like for a custom build I was like I don't want to spend too much on a fretless because like I'm only gonna use it for a few ballads every now and again. It's kind of like every now and again, you use it for musical theater. So I didn't wanna be Mm -hmm. spending an absolute fortune and obviously wait time with customs is big. And I thought, hang on a minute, I love Stingrays. And you know I've got the link with Music Man. So I messaged the guy and was like, do you have any fretlesses? And he was like, "Mm, no. I was like, okay, option two is in your UK distributor, do you have a really nice five string Stingray that I could buy and then I'll make it fretless. And he was like, oh, potentially, go to the shop in London, try them out, see if you like these new models. So I went to the shop, I tried out like fretted Five String stingrays, the new model, I was like, yeah, brilliant, but I don't want it in like white or black because I've got white and black bases. And they were like, mm, the only ones we have got is white or black. And I was like, oh, no worries. So I was kind of was like, I let go of the idea of a Fretless. Anyway, a few days later, he emails me and goes, you never guess what we just found at the back of the factory in America. And I was like, what have you found he was like one of the old bfr ones Like there's only one of however many 100 or 100 200 or something like we'll, we'll send it to you and i was like no no way i was like what like a complete fretless he was like yeah the only problem is it isn't lined. and i was like that's no problem i was like hey, that's fine it's got the most beautiful have you seen it the roasted yeah, i say yeah. i'll plug my instagram if you look at my instagram you see the video of me unboxing it so they um yeah they sent it and it is the and most. It's got two batteries you
0: know, they're worth a oh, lot of money those things and that those is those things
1: oh, it's beautiful. beautiful and i literally can't wait to use it on a show because the electronics are just it's got rear rooted at the back so you can take the back plate off it takes two batteries <laughs> it's got a lot of power and it's got really nice flats on it they put really nice flats on for me i mean I love that company. They that are the best. they is just
0: is juice in there. Oh, my it, God. That
1: bass. I want a fretted version of that exact bass. I'm like, how <laughs> yeah. do I get a fretted version of this exact bass? Because, wow. <laughs> They're
0: going to be like, for God's sake, we should have done that. Now Millie's on the blower.
1: Yeah. Demanding a fretted
0: version of it now.
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we send her that one? <laughs> no, it's amazing. I, I'm so grateful for them. And, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I, like, that's, I that's can't an, wait to take awesome. it out and use it on a gig. I haven't used it yet on a gig. And um, so I'm like, come on, musical theatre chair with fretless bass. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you'll start making suggestions like maybe we should do this number. Yeah, this one here. So yeah. I can, oh, it's it fretless. fretless. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. Well, the what problem is, is, they, is these days they don't want you to on a fretless tangent is obviously if you then play fretless, that's another instrument. So it could go from a doubling fee to a tripling fee. So oh. there's sometimes fretless songs and I go, mm, still on fretted because of the budgets. And yeah. I'm like, no, but I just want to play my fretless. Like, you don't have to pay me any more, but it's obviously union rates. Like,
0: yeah. you know,
1: don't play a fretless. And I'm like, oh. That's really <laughs> interesting. I,
0: I never knew that that was a thing, you know, the, like, mm. the amount of instruments that you need to bring. I suppose you need to go and you might not have one of those. Like you say, you, I need a fretless.
1: That's why I um. kind of wanted fretless was a kind of a thing where I was like, I don't want to have to buy it in a rush just before a contract mm. and then learn it in a rush.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was course. like, I
1: just want to do it now. And get it out of the way. So I've got it. And I just know when someone goes, can you have that? Yep, got it. It's a beautiful done. base. I'll show it to you and fangirl over it with you because I love it so much. Um, <laughs> but. They're
0: <laughs> yeah, like, you got a that if you didn't have it, you'd have to get your double base and like yeah, put it on its yeah, side. Exactly. It's fine. I've got one. It's or done. will be
1: emailing the Ernie Ball Guys going, Help! <laughs> <laughs> I've got a week! <laughs> Hook me up.
0: Yeah. Nice. Incredible. Well, the reason that we're talking about the family yes. reserves we is digress. because. They have dropped new ones. some new ones. And I love and it when like they do gold this. And old
1: hardware and everything. Oh. I was looking at them like, mm.
0: yeah. And I have another
1: one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And there is, like you said, there's such limited runs of these. This one, I think mm. there's only like 105 that they're making, priced yeah. at $2,900. So it'll be fairly similar in pounds, to be honest. Mm. Um, and what's interesting Once about this one done,
1: yeah.
0: is that it's a short scale. Um, I think the. These stingray, stingray, stingray short scales that they've done have been super popular. Um, And yeah, I really
1: they've... want a short scale stingray. Mm. That's on the shopping list and a Mustang.
0: There we go. There we go. Very much
1: on this on the short scale trend.
0: Yeah, I, I think I want a Mustang soon as well. Um, yeah, I'm keeping thing. my
1: eye out on my, I like marketplace and like reverb. Like, what is going out? Because hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and I, I've got a short scale, and that's the the Gretch electromagnetic yeah thing about that. and that, oh, that's so much fun and that bass is like 200 quid you know it's so yeah. cheap but it's really
1: cool. or it's like wilcox i played one of them in there are digressing i'm really sorry at the bass gallery in camden and it's Ooh, like nice. they're handmade it's like this guy puts a, and it and like have a look wilcox bases, i think it's called and i played one of their short scales and it was one of i played a 1980 fender mustang and that wilcox and that wilcox was nicer really i was nice. like surprised that's i was like thing.
0: Vintage doesn't so. always mean it's going to be like super mm. nice. I don't think it, it was if lovely. It's not been looked.
1: Yeah, I would have loved both. Can't
0: afford. <laughs> either. <laughs> Can we strike a deal
1: somehow? Yeah. I'll take yeah, both two for one price. Nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, so this short scale is um, called the bombshell base, and it is like they just drop a bombshell. So I like the naming of that uh, short <laughs> scale. It's black finish, uh, Taut pit guard, maple neck. Matching black headstock. The only thing I don't really like about it is the red block inlays. I'm not. Oh, I haven't
1: seen way. it. Oh, I'm not a yeah. fan of matching headstocks. That's where I'm always a bit. I've never been a fan um yeah. she says with her custom with her back I was gonna stock. say I was like wait a minute your yeah that was actually a bit of accident but I actually like it it was like a happy I think accident.
0: it really it really suits that base I think
1: it really suits um, it because it kind of they sent the picture I was like oh my god and then I was like actually I quite like it like thank you for making the mistake yeah, like it's because it matches
0: like the hardware and like yeah the, um, it looks yard, very bad badass. Like yeah, <laughs> badass is the right word um yeah. And this this stingray's got like a three re, three way rotary switch on it. As that was hard ooh. to say for some reason. It's Got a three way rotary switch. Oh, so it's
1: not the normal like. No. I so, can't do the hand. I really no one can see that. But the normal thing that it has, it's not that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's got um. It's the the th- it's it's just like a normal knob, but it's twisted ooh. three ways. Um. So it goes from series, parallel, and then to like a true single coil sound. Nice. So. I think for a short scale, that's pretty cool because you can get loads yeah. of different like, tubby sounds from that. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, really cool. Um, I, You know, I can't see myself getting one or splashing that kind of cash on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, someone out there, this will be their dream bass. So it's really cool. Nice. Um, so moving on with going through these so quick is uh, Court. Uh, Court I've dropped some new basses. They've got the Elric NJS four and five strings. Um, insane-looking, like, pimped-out jazz basses, essentially. A bit yeah. of different body shape. Headstock's a bit curvier. Massive, loads of knobs on there. There's, like, five, you know, big preamp in there. Um, Bartolini pickups. I don't really oh, know. Oh, I love
1: Bart's. Oh, uh, like, my overwater's got Bart's
0: Really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, was there a decision there of, like, oh, I'm going to go with Bartolini's, or, or were you just, like, Bartolini's all the way?
1: I, so I actually originally put, no, so yeah, Barts, I kind of, I was on the fence with the overwater urn or the Barts and I went for the Barts purely because I didn't want to miss my Stingray punch.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's like the perfect in between because unpopular opinion, I'm not a fan of Fender jazzes I, that's why I've always loved Stingrays because they have more punch and then the Barts mm-hmm. were the perfect medium because they have the punch but the politeness that musical theatre needs and the no buzz. Yeah. So I love a Bartolini. I'll always go back to them.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've played a couple, I played a, um the EHB Ibanez the other day with Bartolini's in it mm. and it sounded cool. It was cool. So yeah. They're quite like, um, they remind me of like an Aguilar type sound because they can be quite flat sounding, I think, which, you know, mm. is really good for, for the type yeah. of thing that you're doing, I think. Yeah um Of course, then they've also up, got a lot of, for, yeah.
1: with, yeah, with the John East Uni pre. There's so much I can do with it that it's like I could do it like I could be in a metal band with that, and it would be absolutely brilliant. But then it also works for theatre. It's like what? Yeah, hello. <laughs> Very versatile. <laughs> yeah,
0: nice. That's what you want. That's what you want. If you're going to get custom bass, that's what you want.
1: Yeah. Um, of oh, <laughs> the other
0: courts that they've released. Oh, my God. Um, I saw a picture of these like a while ago, uh, but now they're out and ready. Sorry, that was my my chair squeaking, not anything (laughs) else.
1: Um,
0: They're the GB Moderns four and five strings.
1: Have you seen these? No, I have not seen these, but I'm going to look them up as soon as we're done.
0: You need need to (laughs) to take a second and look at these um, because, my God, the finishes are unreal. Um, Mm. We've got four and five string jazz basses, they are, with... um, Nordstrand pickups and a mark-based preamp on these. Oh. Standard Ooh. roasted maple necks all day long <laughs> with really high spec quartz, these are They're Just over a thousand pounds. Uh multiple like poplar burl, walnut, maple, white ash, polo oh my god, Paul Pol- near that's a wood, apparently. <laughs> um you know, just this insane finish and these burly woods on these. So Really, really cool high end bases and Corp hit me up. I I definitely did not just say that I've got too many jazz bases, okay? I I need another. <laughs> I need
1: more. <laughs> it's gonna
0: be one of these, all right? <laughs> uh so yeah, really cool. Um, and I'm excited to see what uh how these go down because hopefully they'll be pretty cool. Um the last bit of news is uh boss, the probably one of the most popular amps of the last couple of years. Um has been the katana series um mm-hmm. for those who don't know katana is a bit like it's, it's a powered amp but it's got all your kind of effects built in and uh different amp sims and things like that and so they've brought out the base version long overdue i think um mm. it comes in a 110 and a 210 as well um and i don't i haven't listened to it yet if i'm honest um and i'm not it's it's exciting but much like you like i said earlier I'm not really that much of an amp person. I'm more of it. My Mm. my order goes basses, then pedals, then amps of like my realms of excitement. Yeah, (laughs) uh, I'm
1: probably the same.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) I'm, you know... Cool. I guess, you know, it's great and I'm sure that these will sell really well. Um hmm. I'd love to try one because the katana the bass the, the guitar Yeah, I'd stuff... love to
1: have like just a fiddle go to a bass shop and just sit there for half an hour, probably annoy yeah. everyone, but have fun and just <laughs> see what it can do.
0: That's exactly <laughs> what I did the other day. When I said I tried that <laughs> Ibanez because then I also tried um uh Stingray special
1: and love that.
0: And, a, and a Sterling as well, the Ray 34. But this the Stingray special was up on the on the wall for like two thousand seven hundred, and I was like, "Could I just play that one?" He was like, "Okay." <laughs> Got it down reluctantly off the wall. I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> and then you know, on
1: that, if we might want to tangent, but bet like shops, I really struggle going in shops as a girl without sounding like a raging feminist. Yeah, um, I don't know if you that. have any female audience on your podcast, but like. I've always struggled going in because they're just, the, the men in there can just be so like, oh, do you know what you're doing? I'm like, leave me alone. Oh, this is my job. Really? Yeah. And like the one yeah. time that I had an all right experience was in London because I walked in and I went, I'm an Ernie Ball artist. I'm here to try some because they've sent me here to try them. And then immediately he left me alone and yeah. wasn't like dodgy. But normally I just get really looked down on. And it's like, well, no, I yeah, just because I'm a girl, come on. like.
0: Such a, a backwards way of uh, awful stigma that you need to just like move away from and remove mm. from you know from any kind of yeah. Sorry, of that was a tangent,
1: but I yeah, I hate going in bass shops. I actually avoid it a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And I shouldn't. And
1: I should be fine, but
0: I need to avoid them because i end up spending lots of money or just yeah, annoying people <laughs> in, in trying I. as many bases as I can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, try one of my friends and go. I want that. <laughs>
0: I'll have one of those, please.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Nice, awesome. Well, sucks that that's a thing, and I hate that. Mm. And if you out there are listening and and you've ever thought that, then unsubscribe. Go away. We don't want that. <laughs> no, please subscribe. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, so, keep
1: subscribing. <laughs>
0: but just don't watch it. Don't watch you there. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Anyway, let's move on from the news. That was so action packed, and I love it. Moving on to our second question. <laughs> Question two comes from previous co-host, actually the first co-host that was on here, uh, my good friend Danny Higgins. Um, he said, modern bass and vintage amp or vintage bass and modern amp? Now, obviously, you're not so much of an amp person or even using an amp, but I suppose your amp is the most modern, if anything, because you're using mm. a digital modeler. Yeah. Um,
1: I say vintage-based modern amp because I really want a vintage P base so <laughs> bad. <laughs> that's,
0: the, that's the holy grail, isn't it? Like,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: absolutely. Yeah, I, i kind of undenied about this a bit because there are pros and cons to both, of mm. course. But I think yeah. even in terms of reliability, I feel like a modern. I'd rather have a modern amp that mm. then can be fixed and replaced. Isn't going to cost me an arm and a leg, um, and kind of easier to maintain a base I think rather than an yeah. amp um so I think you'd be better off having the vintage base modern amp and there are certain things that vintage bases have you know and like the way the wood cures and just the way that that, that sound oh, you know uh, and the, way the electronics are exactly yeah <laughs> and they're just beautiful
1: who looks they're at a vintage
0: so Oh, that's a nice oh, nice looking vintage amp
1: yeah don't, whereas you're walking the with same. a vintage p bass people are like oh hello <laughs> yeah
0: exactly exactly I, yeah I never look at an amp and think oh I want to play that I, I look at a bass and go I want to pick that up right now yeah um yeah but but yeah so I so I, I totally agree now devil's advocate of course vintage basses some things aren't so good you know obviously there's the mm. fact of taking it out on the road and risking all of that um but then yep. you could say the same about an amp I guess um mm. Uh, I suppose the other things are like replacing parts can be a pain, or even like some little quality of life things that have changed, I suppose, over time. Mm. So, let's say like a 50s vintage P bass um, with like your two saddles on the bridge for intonation. You can't, it's we've kind of yeah. moved on a bit from that now with the four saddle yeah. bridges. So, it's easier to intonate each string rather than kind of doing two at a time. Um, so mm. little things like that, I think is the benefit of having a modern base maybe. But mm. that being said, that's a very vintage base. There are still vintage bases, you know, because what are we consider vintage here, really what like seventies and earlier.
1: Yeah. I'd cause say. what do you, cause some people say that my Stingray's vintage, the 89 and I'd go, mm. <laughs> yes, it's older than me, <laughs> but like, I wouldn't, So it's quite vintage yet? Yeah,
0: there's there's like that that middle zone, isn't there? Yeah, it's Mm. old. It's an old girl, but it's not not the old classic vintage mature cheddar yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe it's just mild cheddar when it's at that bit. It's not quite mature cheddar yet. (laughs) I've come up with a whole new system here. yeah. Yeah, awesome. I I I think we'll we'll leave it there for for that question because nice short yeah answer. We got it to the point. Damn. Let's move on to our next segment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. So this segment is, I say it every time, it's probably my favourite segment that we do because it is breaking down a tone that our co-hosts, guests, whatever you want to call them, have brought along to to show off or showcase their kind of signature sound or something that they're just enjoying right now. And uh, Mm -hmm. so you sent me a tone uh, leading up to this and it is, you know, I I was expecting a certain thing and... Boy, did it deliver?
1: And uh, and was it a stingray? Yes.
0: <laughs> hey, hey. Not George. We haven't even played the clip yet. It's spoiling us. <laughs> Breaking the okay. format. Let's have a listen to oh, it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, <the> secret, right? <laughs> So, um, so Mili, tell me, what uh, what kind of bass is that that, we're, that you're hearing?
1: <laughs> I maybe spoiled it. So oh, wow. the Animal Spirits of effect that is the um, four-string Stingray. Um, and then, so like more modern bass. And then the Shari Reed, which is that Joy to the World, which was a beast to learn. But I like his vocabulary is amazing. i wanted to learn it. That's my five-string Stingray. Um, so they're both Instagram videos um, one day, but they're all recorded audio, literally straight into my interface that's is that just a di sound then straight into interface bit of compression on logic a tiny smidge vq but other than that i love it just plug in and play some people would like reel at that and be like what are you doing but Maybe that's my thing, just being simple and effective. Well, hopefully effective. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: certainly effective, I think. And I think that's something that you you can get away with that a bit more if you're using an active bass, though, because those preamps, Mm. you know, let's hear them, let them them shine. Yeah, And uh, like what we were saying earlier about having too too many uh, preamps and EQs in there, sometimes you don't want to do that. And I think this Mm. is a prime example of that because it sounds, you know, there's enough tonality in there and it's not mm. this kind of raw sounds like if you're gonna play with a pick on a p bass maybe the di sound isn't gonna be
1: yeah a bit it's too much
0: yeah and compression is a great tool to use in those instances i suppose because you're kind of leveling it all out aren't you
1: um, mm.
0: and making it or giving it a bit of a boost depending on how you're using your compressor um about compression um you know how how are you using that there do you kind of use a compressor as like an always on effect i know in those clips it is but are you engaging it for certain sections or are you just like yep leave it on Done.
1: leave it on i've like got a really i've like made my own preset on logic um because i like i'm not that like i am knowledgeable i just did it by ear and then got my sound tech friend. so i was like does that make logical sense mm. and so that is like my compression that i will always use and sometimes i edit it because sometimes like it doesn't sound quite right for the song if it's slap you kind of want to give it a bit more and if it's like something else you maybe you want the dynamics in there um but yeah i've kind of like sussed out for instagram videos specifically the mm. sound that works because you have to think also with instagram videos people aren't consuming it through studio monitors people are consuming it through a phone and it's got to poke out above the track yeah. so 90% of the time that's what i'm thinking about
0: and that's such a a modern way of thinking now isn't it right how yeah. is this how my my content creation going to come into this because mm. at the end of the day you've got it's a it's the biggest networking tool in the world isn't it you no, know
1: i've got all my work through it i'm like every single thing i did a flowchart with my mom she's literally like my manager she's amazing um <laughs> and we were trying to think where did all my work come from and every single time even if it was like four things down it always went back to instagram
0: wow that's amazing and so it works <laughs> incredible you gotta love algorithms sometimes
1: yeah that's,
0: that's awesome um and uh, i love nerding out about that kind of thing i'm um, like very slowly grow, uh, the trudge grow my audience but you know you're you're doing fantastically well at, at doing just that and you know it shines through in your quality of videos and the sound and the sound that we heard just there sounds absolutely <laughs> amazing you. and that you're really thinking about how to to use these tools in, in certain situations and specific situations mm. like, like content creation. So that's yeah. really cool to hit. Um, awesome. Well, there's not much else to to talk about with that tone. Cause it's so, it, it's just the stingray sound, isn't it? It's all in yeah. one. And it's super, super <laughs> I love smooth. a
1: stingray. Oh, it's,
0: it's, it's one thing we know. She loves a stingray. You
1: can't beat it. <laughs> no, I don't no, think anyway. <laughs> no,
0: I think like my top, if I was on a desert Island, I'd be, I'd, I'd have a stingray. Closely followed by a P bass.
1: Yeah, I think mine would go stingray. My overwater vintage P bass.
0: <laughs> the overwater is like in its own realm of type of bass. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's its own thing. <laughs> it
1: is. It is. <laughs>
0: Incredible! Awesome! Well, oh, be- oh, before we move on, what um, people people will want to know probably what kind of strings are you using on there?
1: Anybody slinkies all the time, all the time. So I have. Uh, the 105s on my four-string, and then the 10130s, so the green packet five-strings on there all okay, times. Cause... I've just recently tried the Cobalt
2: oh, yeah.
1: Ernie Bulls. I, have, I haven't actually done a video on them yet. Um, that's something I need to do this week. Um, and I love them on the four-string. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think they sound I've, mega. I've
0: got, I've got a set up up there, actually, um, that I got a, a recommendation from Patrick Hunter about those. So they yeah. are, they're going on the next one as well.
1: Yeah, they nice. sent them to me recently, and yeah, I swear by Ernie Ball Slinkies, obviously. Um, I put the long-scale ones on the overwater because they're strung through body, so I need the extra length. Uh, but yeah, Ernie Ball Slinkies, all day, every day.
0: <laughs> nice, yeah. I've been on a bit of a string journey recently. Um, I
1: mm.
0: went away because, you know, I was playing all these sweaty shows and going mm. going ham and going mad on stage and... um you know the strings are dying so quickly and i like yeah. that clangy attack that you can,
1: yeah you know, that's what i like
0: you can sometimes get that a little bit from mm. uh from dialing in a bit of presence or treble but it's not quite the same um so i do like i do replace strings quite often um hmm. and so i start i started looking at like oh other string brands and what is actually going to be better for me and what's going to last longer because i found that my Ernie balls i think the coal boats do
1: longer. last and they're zingy as hell. Like, when you start, it's like... Ting! And you're like, yeah. yes, I love this. So definitely... I love like, a new yeah.
0: string zing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Well, it sounds like they'll be perfect for me. Because, yeah, I, I, I my journey has brought me back to Ernie Ball. Because every time mm. I've picked up a bass now, and I've gone, oh, what strings are these? These are really nice. They've gone, well, Ernie Ball's. I'm like, oh, like, I've, I've played these for years before, but I've been away for so long. And I'm coming back. I'm mm. just like it's like coming back to even greener grass so uh, yeah it's, it's cool um so yeah thank you so much for bringing on that tone it sounds so good it's so synonymous with you and your character and how you play as well i think it really really suits it and uh, yeah sounds mm. awesome let's move on to our final segment Worn out from dancing. (laughs) So now it's time for the big bass debate. I say debate, it's it's barely a debate. (laughs) Not even a debate. Um it's just a question that I thought, hey, this'll make a good this will make a good topic. Um so this one comes in from Dominic Mason, who has asked, tips for a bassist going from playing in their room to playing gigs. Now, I thought this was a really interesting question. It's not something I'd really thought about for a long time because although I mm. primarily play in my room nowadays, um, I'm still, you know, well-versed in gigging a lot. And, and uh, yeah, they, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, well, they're totally different things, really. Um, mm. And, again, I think we can answer this in a couple of words. It depends. <laughs> mm. uh, I think the tips, it depends on what kind of gigging situation you're going into but then also what is your situation right now you know is this um playing in your room and now you're going to go and just you've been booked for a show and you're going to go and play a gig or are you pl- practicing with a band and going into mm. gigs um i i think i'm going to take this one back a little bit and say you know that this person is maybe uh playing playing in the room hasn't played with a band yet so we'll start there and then maybe mm. we'll see about going into gigs um so, yeah, I thought I thought this was a really interesting one because at the minute I've been getting a bit of fatigue of just playing in my room and wanting to play with more people. Yeah, and, and it's do more so, it's people. so real. Yeah, and
1: and I think you you forget the niceness of playing with musicians because, like, for example, with theatre, you know, there's a lot of prep work before you go into a band call, for example. So, like, I've got something coming up in May. I'm going to go on holiday beginning of April, and then for three weeks in April, I'm going to be sat in my room. Playing the same show on my own over and over again. And then you get to band calls and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. But it gets you get fatigued because you're just at home and you're like, Oh, I just, oh, I just can't be bothered. And it's you've got to push through that. The practice is so important in any sense. And you've got to like practice in situ. I think that's the main thing. If you know, you know, when you go to this first band rehearsal, you're gonna be stood up, practice standing up.
0: I, that was that was literally the first thing that i thought of when i saw yeah. this question. if was, you know you're
1: going to be in high heels practicing high like, i'm not even doing practicing I, high i'm doing
0: i'm always in high heels whenever I yeah practice. exactly I always, i'm wearing yeah. that i've got to um yeah because you've got to try and simulate that as much as possible because actually mm. it's totally different even the height of your strap you know get used to that
1: yeah um, yeah and all of that are you going to use a pick are you not just make all those decisions before you walk into the first rehearsal room what pedals are you going to use what settings are you going to have them on all of that kind of stuff I learned do it before because I used to never do that kind of stuff before and then you get there and you're like you know going in your pedals and going oh a bit more treble a bit more this a bit yeah, more that you, you start that looking
0: like all the gear no idea then aren't you because you're like oh, yeah right. <laughs> yeah so you definitely want to figure that stuff out beforehand I, I totally agree um then also I think what's so different from playing at home and playing in a band is that if you're like practicing, say you're doing some covers, practicing them at home, you're going to, it's going to sound different when you're playing it with right. a band, you know, there's going to be certain areas that feel a bit more empty where there's no string section, you know, that would have been yeah. in the recording or there's going to be sections where there's more things going on because there's two guitars now and there's only one in the recording, you know, all these mm. kinds of things. So you're going to have to um kind of learn to adapt in a way. Uh So, a tip I'd say is maybe try playing along to uh, a drummer doing a cover or something like that online, or mm. somebody playing it live and things like that. So you get a different, like timbre, a or different vocal. vibe, exactly. Yeah. And because, like drummers, for instance, you know, obviously being bass players, we our job is to lock in with them, mm. and I find that relationship to be so important when you're playing. You know, I, I don't know if you find this when you're going in in different bands and, and meeting and playing with all different drummers that sometimes that communication can be quite different or s- s- oh it's different- so different yeah different like different drummers.
1: feel they place the one in a slightly different place even though you think that's ludicrous the one is the one but like <laughs> if you're working on click on a show they all place them in a slightly different place and you've got to place with them because at the end of the day if you're the depth you go in with them you play yeah. with them and you've got to get used to the way they play and they're all equally as amazing as each other and like you just have to place with them and as you say you work so together so even another tip would be you're going into band rehearsal can you organize one with the drummer beforehand I would mm. if that's feasible
0: great because idea yeah even I've I've communication, always done that. Even communication mm. like visual cues you know you've got to kind of learn how each other works and I thought yeah when- Even going back to like GCSE, right? So I thought it was really weird when we're doing like performance uh, GCSE and uh, they were a big part of it. They always kept banging on about communication, and I, for a long time, I was like, "What? I don't get it. I just turn up and play the songs, don't I? That's all I do." Yeah. Um, but actually, they're talking about like visual cues, looking at each other, you know, knowing when it's mm. going to go in and picking up on those things. And I find that different drummers do that differently. So you need yeah. to be on the ball with that, especially in like what you're doing as well. When uh, you know, although you're following like a conductor as well,
1: well, even to, with conductors. Each conductor, their one will be slightly different. Their one sometimes can be right there or sometimes their one, no I can, can't see what I'm doing, but you go down <laughs> and up again and it's slightly on the up. Or they want it to be really, they want you on the baton or they want you slightly behind because you're the bassist. It completely depends on the, the nature of the show. If you're doing, you know, yeah. like Les Mis, you're on it, don't sit back. But if you're doing a jazzy thing, almost you want to be pulling back from if they're conducting like properly with a stick. Where you've got a pianist like trying to play piano and like ferociously nodding and you've got to follow the ferocious nod
0: yeah so absolutely. you know
1: it's, especially, when there's, their ones especially
0: when there's especially when there's sections where you know like you said where there's loads of slashes where you can do whatever you mm. want in this bit or like you can kind of go ham yeah, a little yeah. bit learning how somebody else plays as well uh can really mm. impact that because you don't yeah want to all be doing something differently or, or want it to complement each other you know those kind of yeah sections. exactly so, yeah communi- communication i think is a, is a good one try and learn more about that um other tips for somebody going from their room to playing gigs the first time i think be prepared for things to go yes. wrong um, yes take so, spares
1: of everything Everything exactly. spare battery spare strings just literally spare cables galore it looks like you're taking loads just have it in a rucksack in the corner because believe me what you will never use it and then one day you'll use it
0: yeah and um, and be you know think about how what things can go wrong as well because i've had hmm. uh, uh he, you know i had an orange bass terror which is a class d amp so it had a um, valve preamp and one of the valves went just before when you know when we were sound checking i'm like no no amp you know no sound so you know then i have to be prepared to see what other bass players there what amp? can i borrow your head you know and and learn all those kinds of things or be prepared for those kind of things to happen Mm. so that you're not floundering in the situation even if there's that's why when i'm building a pedal board now sometimes i try and build in like um almost like a an escape goat kind of thing to bypass something. If a patch cable goes or something like that, or I've got some bad mm. power, you know, how am I going to adapt it to work in these different situations? So I think, yeah, uh, yeah the, preparing yourself for those kinds of things is. And
1: prepare uh, yourself yeah. for the people skills. Cause I think that's what you can forget in your first gig. You're very much like, you're just like a deer in headlights. Everyone is. And you're like, oh God, like just trying to make sure you play right. And yes, the playing is so important but it's also how you behave throughout the day. So make yeah. sure you're just so chill, you know, just, yeah, cool. If someone asks you something, yeah, of course, like I'll do that. Or, you know, or the, the sound guy's like, oh, I'm not quite like, can you give me more treble? Oh, of course I'll give you more treble. Not, No, I don't yeah. want to give you more treble. Things like this, like always, or can you turn down? Just turn down don't do the thing where you turn around and pretend to just actually turn down. Yeah. And then like gradually turn yourself
0: up during the Yeah.
1: They can always boost your monitors. Like always just the people skills. I think people forget how important that is. It's, it's half, it sounds ridiculous, but it's half the job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even like you say, in that space leading up to it as well. Cause like in, Mm. from my experiences and doing, uh, going on tour and things like that, there's so much downtime. My God, and that sounds great, but mm. my God, like you're just waiting around to, to start yeah. to get in the venue or to do sound check or for the gig mm. to start, you know. So having those people's skills can, you know, just help you so much. And on a networking level as well, you know, you never know what impression you, you've got to be kind of malleable in those situations and be able to adapt.
1: Yeah.
0: It's uh yeah, very important. So any other tips that you can think of for um, someone going from room so gig, I'm sure there's like so many after this. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, psh,
1: psh. yeah. I know it's basically in my head. Be prepared. Don't be a dick, and you're normally <laughs> all right. Like if that you're nice can to everyone, be a challenge. Yeah, and people do. They find it challenging. You think, oh, that's the easiest bit. And when you're in high stress situations, you've just got to be like, this is fine. Like I almost have the attitude of because I'm not the musical director or an actor on stage In theatre things. I would go, you know what? If it all goes wrong. I'm just the bassist. I am literally just the bassist. If it's not my fault, I'm just gonna sit back, let them sort it out. If I can help it anywhere, I will, but if I can't, I'm just gonna sit back and let the the people who will sort it out, sort it out and not not get involved. I'm just the bassist. And that sounds silly, but I think that works extremely well when you are, you know, you know where you stand, If there's a sound problem, let the sound guy be stressed. If you can help, help. If you can't, just l- let them let them solve it because that's their job. They're, they're professionals. They'll be fine. Yeah. is also another thing. Yeah.
0: And it's just being able to, to know, you know, they know what they're talking about and they know what yeah. they're doing, especially when it comes yeah. to sound guys. Like, and mm. there will be times, there will be times we think, oh, it's one of these sound guys or like, oh, here yeah. we go. This guy. Well, I've you know, had it that. as a
1: girl where they've been like, so I had a problem with my bass once, the first time I used the overwater there was a problem, and I was in this this venue and um, I had an amazing guitarist I was playing with, like seasoned professional, I was learning so much from him but the sound guy, when there was a problem with my bass instead of speaking to me about it he spoke to the guitarist about it, and it was like hang on a minute, this is my, okay <sighs> yes, the guitarist knows so much more than me, he's a seasoned, he's an amazing person, but Talk to me. It's my instrument. I've got the problem. Let's solve it together. Even if then I turn around and ask to the guitarist, oh, by the way, like, I'm unsure. What should I do? Should I put a noise gate on it? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Don't speak. So, you know, sound guys, they can be those kind of sound guys, but you just have to, even there, I just was like, whatever. I just ignored the behavior. I was just like, you know what? At the end of the day, the guitarist is going to be able to solve this problem, not me. So let's just just move on. Yeah. So all Chocking. swings and roundabouts yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you're like damn this guy this guy does no stuff but argh, still not okay yeah
1: i'm like damn the sound guy i love the guitarist <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and i'm guessing he i guess he got sorted then
1: <laughs> yeah it did it, it's um, like a ama- like and the sound guy was amazing in the end like it was fine it was just that tiny bit of behavior that you could be like oi but instead yeah. i just went I'm only the bassist
0: yeah we're, we're meant to be the chill ones exactly it's
1: cool man yeah whatever you know I'm like yeah my base is basically broken but like whatever it's fine the show's in two hours we have got loads of time <laughs> I'll, ju- I'll just sing it into the mic it's fine yeah <laughs> worse comes
0: to worse awesome well i think uh, i think we'll wrap it up there on on that uh big base debate there um so yeah thank you so much everyone for all of your questions and of course the biggest thanks uh goes to goes to you Melee. thank you so much for thank uh, you so much for having
1: me i've loved it (laughs) it's been
0: so much fun and uh who knows you know that's the the thing about having different people each time or co-hosts and and guests and things like that you know people can come back on so if you ever want to come back on just give us more than happy i would (laughs) marvelous super (laughs) um so before we close things up where can people find you what are you up to tell the people so they can go and check you out
1: so i do quite a lot on my instagram so it's mealy trail base um on instagram Um do videos and stuff i'm mainly up to theater shenanigans in london um which is always good fun i do quite a lot on Six in the west end so um drop me a message and i can say the dates that i'm on you come see me doing my best uh ladies and waiting life in the full cool costume um but yeah no i just yeah instagram is where i'm at drop me a message anytime i love chatting based to people so come hang <laughs> Incredible,
0: yeah that, that's the best thing about the online like based community is just everyone's which is all big nerds basically that just yeah want to exactly talk all the everyone's time
1: friendly nerds <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna go in my bio now a friendly nerd
1: <laughs> friendly based nerd love it yeah. <laughs>
0: Incredible, Yeah. Well, thanks again, once again, for coming on. Guys, if you want to leave a comment down below, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening, should I say, um, or if you're listening on Spotify, Apple music, Apple music, Apple podcast, we're on there now, which is great news. I know a lot of you have been asking for that. So you're yeah, lucky buggers. It's on there now. Um, so yeah, leave us a, a review, preferably a five star one. Cause you know, it helps with algorithms and all that jazz. Every time I say all that jazz, I have to stop myself from saying all that jazz bass because it's like just sounds terrible, and really cheesy. And I'm like, no, please don't. Don't go down that route. You're cheesy enough as it is, Johnny. Come on. (laughs) So leave your good reviews. Let me know. Like I said, reach out on Instagram at Johnny Dibble, the same as me. I love talking bass to you guys. And uh, yeah, hit me up. Let's let's talk. Show me your rig. Show me. What you got going on? Ask any questions and ask questions for this podcast as well on my story polls on there. So yeah, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Blah 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 blah. I really need to write a proper outro for this because I just go whatever. That's fine. Do all that <laughs> stuff. You know what to do. You know what I mean.
2: Get I'm to the to point. Pod- though so it's Exactly. Fine.
0: You guys have listened to enough podcast. You know what to do. <laughs> Links in the description, etc. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.